Hi, my name is Hannah. I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from sexual abuse, internet addiction, and a desire to control. Hi, guys. Um, As a 13-year-old, I vividly remember thinking to myself, my life looks perfect, my family looks perfect, I have nothing to complain about, so why am I in so much pain? That pain felt like loneliness, fear, anger, and a need to control the people around me in order to avoid being hurt. The pain felt like never being enough, despite getting good grades, following the rules, and knowing all the answers in Sunday school. As you can guess, the perfection I thought existed in my life was only imaginary and was a product of denial. The pain, on the other hand, was all too real. I remember as a teenager being genuinely confused when I would learn about the effects that sexual abuse can have on a victim, because those descriptions those descriptions often fit my experiences, but I was so deep in denial that I entirely dismissed the possibility that I had been abused. God didn't open my eyes to the fact that sexual abuse was part of my story until years later as I began to search for healing. I experienced several episodes of sexual abuse when I was 11 years old. Eventually, I told an adult in my life and it stopped, but not enough questions were asked the story didn't fully come out, and I was left thinking that I was equally as responsible as the perpetrator. I didn't forget what had happened, but I never even considered that it could be abuse because I blamed myself for it. I now understand that my abuse was never my fault. I was incapable of consenting due to my level of understanding. At the time, however, I believed I was wrong and broken. I experienced confusion and shame that led me to seek answers on the internet. I discovered pornography and began seeking it out in secret, which only added to my feelings of shame and guilt. Throughout my teenage years, the internet was my hiding place. Whether it was through social media, multiplayer games, or anonymous chat rooms, I began to develop a revolving door of people I called friends. I quickly learned that I could easily get attention from adults, mostly men, and I deceived myself into thinking that those men behind the screen loved and cared for me. I developed narratives in my head about how they would provide the protection, care, and affection that I so desperately wanted. Time after time, I was disappointed, hurt, and preyed upon, and time after time, I went back, believing that these harmful simulations of relationship were the best I could get. This pattern continued for years. In real life, I was a chameleon, constantly changing my personality to fit in and be accepted. I played the part of a good Christian girl at church, led Bible studies, and played on the worship team. I prayed the prayers and begged God to help me, all while my actions showed that I didn't believe his promises or understand his character. Despite my ignorance and unbelief, God never gave up on me. While I was living a double life and avoiding anything that might reveal the truth about me, God was working in my heart and mind. He started by getting my attention. I landed face first at rock bottom after moving out of my parents' home abruptly and with no plan. My internet friends were no help in my time of crisis, and I didn't have anyone around me that I trusted. God stripped away every reliance on false relationships and temporary comfort, and at the end of my rope, I found my Heavenly Father waiting with open arms to comfort me and give me hope. I sat in a house that wasn't mine and finally listened to God when he told me that he loved me He chose me and he redeemed me through Christ's sacrifice on the cross. 
Once God had my attention, he asked me to change my playmates and playground. I found myself at a Christian college, surrounded by authentic people who I discovered I could actually trust. I was given a mentor, a counselor, and friends who loved the Lord and loved me. They helped ask the questions that peeled back the layers of self-protection and coping I had used to survive for nearly a decade. My time at that college was brief, only two semesters, but that was all God needed to help me diagnose the wounds of sexual abuse that I now knew lay at the root of my debilitating porn and internet addictions, fear of man, dependency on cheap, fake relationships, and the anger I used to protect myself from vulnerability. Once I identified my wound, God delivered to me the tools to treat it. I joined a community group through Watermark, and this group of women encouraged me to attend the sexual abuse recovery ministry here. By the end of that program, I was, of course, not fixed, and I was mad about it. But by consistently going back to the truth that I had learned about God and his character, and by choosing to trust his promises, I slowly grew in faith and maturity. I then attended Regeneration, and God continued to redeem me in my story. During inventory, I discovered how my self-protection and idols of comfort and control had damaged my relationships with the people who actually did love me. In steps eight and nine, forgiveness and amends, I learned how God could turn that damage into a story of redemption and peace. During my recovery, Psalm 103, eight through 14, encouraged me and gave me hope. These words became a source of true comfort, infinitely better than any of the substitutes I was used to turning to. It says, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. Through a miraculous work of heart change within the trenches of recovery, I read Psalm 103 one day and discovered that I was praying it over my perpetrator instead of myself. God had healed my heart to the point where I was able to release to God the debt of harm done to me, and I was able to forgive my perpetrator. By the Lord's grace, I even had a difficult reconciliation conversation with my perpetrator. The gospel was the heart of that conversation. Because I am forgiven by God and reconciled to him by Jesus' death and resurrection, I was able to extend forgiveness to my perpetrator because forgiveness belongs to the Lord. It was never mine to begin with. My perpetrator and I have now been reconciled for three years. I am not fixed, I am not perfect. I do, however, have a healthy relationship with the internet now, marked by boundaries, timers, and honest confession. I don't seek out approval or protection from men anymore, but I trust the Lord for those things. Any social media relationships that develop now exist solely for the purpose of building others up and spreading the hope I found in Christ. I live my life in the safety, protection, and provision of community, where I continue to find freedom as I walk in vulnerability and authenticity. I've discovered that I can be both fully known and fully loved, and I don't have to manipulate others to be safe. 
I now have the sincere privilege of helping lead a brave group of women through Courageous Hope, Watermark Sexual Abuse Recovery Ministry for Women, where I get to watch God fulfill his promises to bring hope to the hopeless and rest to the weary. My story is proof that, as David writes in Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. If this is your first time here, welcome. You are not alone. If abuse is part of your story, it is not your fault. If you've never done so, consider bringing it to the light this evening. I am here to testify that there is celebration, freedom, and abundant life on the other side of the battle of recovery. My name is Hannah, I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from sexual abuse, internet addiction, and a desire to control. And to God be all the glory.